You're listening to The Full Broadside. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another adventure and another episode with Wolfpack Alpha on the full broadside. What, what, what do you mean, where am I? He what hasn't even the intro yet, and we're already trying to get his name out of him. Well, I haven't introduced anybody yet. Settle down, guys. Come on now. <laughs> I know it's been a couple of weeks, and I apologize to everybody for that. But you know what? It was Valentine's Day, and you know some of us have significant others, and we had to deal with that stuff. So it's one of those speed bumps in every marriage. You got a tough out, and even if you're dating or yeah, married and dating, you know, no, who knows these days? Everybody's got something going on. But we had to give some time for that. And then last week we had a guy under the weather having some troubles. A guy at work that was super busy. I was super busy. We just couldn't get enough of us together to make it work. So, but anyway. I am Cyberjock, everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I forgot laughs> there you go. It's been so long since I've heard your voice. Oh, jeez, yeah, theme. I know. Or you even seen him? I mean, come on. Oh God, I knew this was going to come. I know, <laughs> I know. I have been busy. I'm sorry. I, I, I throw myself on the mercy of the court here. <laughs> anyway, you need a yeah, I need a bunker because that's I where I hit out over Valentine's is in my bunker. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Anyway, we got KJ here, Mando's here, Mr. Socks here, Nightmare Phoenix is here. We're missing our Nimitz, but he may have some computer issues. He may be joining us later, and when he does, it'll be an interruption that we'll all have to tough out, but it'll be fine. Uh, with us in the chat room tonight. This bunker has no Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. He's still hiding. No, I think he's the smartest of all of us, and he's single, so I, I think he's doing well there. But with us in the chat room tonight, Genova's Witness is here, Paladin of Argyle is here, and Snowdog. Thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, how's everybody doing, man? Good. Uh, aside from uh, uh, some really stupid technical issues, uh, everything's been great. Oh, hanging in there, I suppose. No, doing real good. I actually crawled out of my bunker and got some sunlight and uh, crawled back in the bunker again because I hate everybody. So so you got out just enough time to photosynthesize and then went back. Yeah. Uh, I just figured that I didn't like the world and so I retreated back to my bunker again. No, on a serious note, life is going real good. It's good to be back in the recording studio and uh, I, I know there's a lot to talk about. So. Yeah, that's that's one thing I was going to say, you know, being being gone for the couple of weeks, it was nice to be away and not feel like it was a job. But at the same time, you know, I get back and I'm like, you know, I got to record tonight. I got to do some show notes. I got to look ahead, got to do some prep. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I get in, I start talking with my buds and I realize how much I miss this. So uh, I'm super excited to be here and recording again. I'm just glad to be out of the deep freeze that I was in. Oh so. uh, yeah, we we had that too. It was it was nasty. Yeah, but at least you had probably had power. Well, yeah, I did. We're used to deep freezes up here. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was I only had power like every hour. 
<laughs> Texas gets an inch. Of, you guys get an inch of snow, and the whole state shuts down. Yeah, uh, what was up the here, it's no big. Actually, got uh, like mid sixties. No, here. No, <laughs> no, we were we were well below freezing. We were in single digits uh, for a lot of it, with the wind chill coming in and the and the minus. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it was it was brutally cold down here. Brutally cold, really. When you, you don't have power, you don't you don't yes. know brutally cold. Do you have power? Do you have gas? Yes, <laughs> because yeah, when you don't, don't have power, power, that's kind of fair. But like, yeah, uh, we we, anyway. we we we. I live in an area up north here where it gets below zero regularly, and you know what we're doing? We're out in an ice house with nothing but a little chintzy wood stove, and we're digging holes in the ice to catch fish. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> so it's fine. Every, you know what they say, though, right? Everything's bigger in Texas, including exactly. the amount of complaining about the cold. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah, there's and, that. and when we have our nice, cool summers of 105, let's see how how you guys fare. Yeah, that's true. I will give you that. I will give you that. Because if it hits 90, I'm a puddle and I'm constantly <laughs> complaining. If I don't have four AC units running in my house and watching my energy bill go through the roof, I ain't happy. <laughs> Their systems aren't meant to handle this kind of stupid cold, I don't think. And it just hit all at once and wrecked yeah. everything. Yeah. At I least think that's my idea on it because I don't watch the news. Yeah, it was yeah, it was they, no uh, good. Yeah, they got their they got what they got caught with their pants down this one. So there's some wow. heads that are, are it's, rolling. It's just one of those things that you're not expecting, and you know it, it just doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, I think I think the coldest we recorded up here without the wind chill, I think we were 47 below. Uh, with with the wind chill, and it got whipping one or two days. I think we got. 30 mile an hour gusts uh during that time frame and i think we were close to 70 something below zero with the wind chill added oh it was it was not fun you go outside and your beard was all icy real quick mm -hmm. but now we're in our 30s and we're happy and stuff's melting like crazy and it's it, honestly i went out in a t-shirt today 32 degrees i felt great it was awesome yeah i know that feeling the other day it was five maybe three four five degrees celsius outside and I, yeah, I was driving with the windows down. Yeah, yeah, I'm driving with the windows down, and everybody around me is doing the same. But you see that one guy from Arizona driving through, and he's wearing a winter <laughs> jacket and a, and a big stocking cap. All his windows are up, and you know his heat's cranking. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> yeah, just trying to get through these states as fast as possible, hoping his car don't give out on him. <laughs> mm hmm all right. Anyway, anyway, I think we have a video game to talk about. We do, and and we do that here, so that's kind of an important thing. So thanks for keeping us on topic there, Sock. Appreciate it. It's called it's Cyber. I don't know if you've ever played it. It's called World of Worship. <laughs> here it comes again with the, hey, we haven't seen you in forever, Mr. Unicorn. How you been? <laughs> 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 All right. There was a couple, of, even though I haven't been in a game lot, I've been writing notes when I have, and I, I've got a, I don't want to call this guy out, but something that he said on, as a, obviously he was on the losing side of a game that I was in. And uh, this guy made a comment and it just stunned me because I've never heard this term applied to this game. And I wanted to ask and see what you guys thought in our chat room thought here about, 
this game being, quote, pay to win. Now, I've heard that on a lot of other games and in a lot of other situations that is true. What do you guys think about this game being pay to win? I I don't think it's very much pay to win. I mean, I think it's very uh, pay to, to, you know, give yourself an edge. But if you don't know what you're doing, yeah. you're throwing money into the trash. Pay to win is such a buzzword. It's honestly... This is kind of an unpopular opinion, but pay to win is something that bad players use to justify themselves being bad. Well, and he I, was out I quick, totally so. Agree. Because and, and you, could have, you could have all the most overpowered ships in the world, but you, if you're a garbage player, it's not going to matter. It's, right. Well, think of the analogy I used several, several shows ago with the, the cars on the racetrack. It's the exact same thing as that. You, know, you can have all the ships in the world, but if you don't know how to use them, then what's the point? No, I, right. I, I, I couldn't agree more because, and, and here's the deal where I'm coming from. Um, a lot of your really, really good ships of the game are all tech tree ships. I, I mean, I can go on Yamato, uh, Des Moines, um, Kremlin, you know, Petropavla. I, I can go down to tech tree and, and, and we can name you know 20 or 30 tech tree ships that are that are still some of the best and they're free and also on that line some of the best ships in the game are ones that you can't even buy like steel ships things like well two that i just got recently i just got two two new ships recently i got stalingrad and ohio two of the arguably some of the best ships in the game and you can't buy them with money you have to actually you know get stalingrad especially gotta be pretty darn good to get enough steel to get that thing or just be a masochist and play a lot of ranked or research bureau. All you got to do is yeah. reset a line. It's, it's free to anybody. Yeah. Ohio is another great one. The, the specialty ship. So no, uh, uh, pay to win. Nah, man, get, get that stuff out of here. Go on. I, I mean, you can only buy up to tier nine anyway, unless, uh, you purchase one of those, uh, special Yamato ships like the ARP or, 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 uh, the other one, uh, Azure Lane. Um, so you only have those at tier 10, and those are rather expensive. And all you're getting is uh, a tech tree ship with a pretty paint job and a Japanese uh, commander, maybe. That's now, it. on the flip side of this, there is an argument to be made for it by saying, well, in a lot of cases, the premium ships are stronger than their tech tree counterparts. You know, look back to, look way back to like uh, Belfast, for example, or um, what's another one I can think of? Like uh, Dunkirk's uh, pretty good too. Massachusetts or, or Alabama over North Carolina, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, the black that could be kind of seen as well as a better ship. So clearly, it's pay to pay to win but it's it's definitely it, it could be seen as pay for not necessarily an advantage but certainly for faster progression right that, but in that's terms the of only pay to win, like some of these games are like the, some of those garbage mobile games you see not a, not even close Right, and that's the no, only I, argument that I would see uh, is, is if somebody, you know, like a lot of us are subscribers to the game, so we get a premium account, 
all that really does is increase the amount of XP that we're obtaining, and we get to where we're going faster than if we didn't pay. So really, that's the only argument, but that just gets us there a little faster. It doesn't mean we're going to be any better players. And my counter-argument to the premium ships, if you have a premium ship and I don't, the only advantage is, is do you, really, there's none. I mean, you, you might have a little bit better ship, but you still have just as much chance of ending yeah. up on a potato team as I do. So and you're still you still got eleven players on your team that you know have to also be all pay to win, right. and it's it just impossible. I, I think the guy was nuts. That's why I had to write it down. <laughs> I also think that um, there's a little bit of bias there too, because better players are more likely to spend money on the game. Sure. Yeah, people people who put time and effort into this game eventually do probably put some money into it whether it just be uh, a weekend pass or um you know a mother load crate uh, eventually um if you enjoy the game enough because it's free to play you can justify spending 5 10 15 20 bucks on it for a game you didn't pay for just so that you have things that you want uh like a permanent camo on your favorite ship or a more more uh, silver credits so you can purchase uh, upgrades for your ship or what have you. Like it's all meant for people who love the game. So pay to win just means uh, I I pay to you know get how my ship the way I want it to look and that's it. That's that's all. I don't see that as a paying to win. Just because I play more means I might be a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, I think it. I think the correct term for this game is play to win, not pay to win. You got to put in your time. You got to play. You got to learn how the ships play. You got to play them good. You got to learn how to play them. And guess what? You'll win more. That's <laughs> just the way it is. Uh, just tonight, uh, which I think this might be a decent segue. Um, we were in clan battles, and uh, we had one our one of our guys take a uh, Benham out. And boy, oh boy, did the other team get real salty about that. They, they we won that him, game, by the way. We did. <laughs> but <laughs> they called him a pay-to-win Benham. Um, well, and but correct me, really weird. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I have the Benham, and I'm pretty sure that I got that for participating in an event, which I didn't pay any money for. All I did was just go through and do the combat missions. I that seem was, to remember yeah. that... Maybe you could buy it at one point, and I know it's been in Christmas crates forever. But yeah, it was originally you could get it for free through a through a mission tree. Yeah, it was an in-game event. Finish the combat missions, which anybody who was involved with the game at the time could have done. Had the same chance as anybody else to put the time in and get it done. So and that's what our yeah, guy did. Yeah, he 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 didn't purchase the the ship outright. He he put the time in to get the ship. So this, uh, I honestly I. Do agree with Sock how uh, people complaining about things being pay to win, they're using it as an excuse for why they are not doing well, and that's that's yeah, really just it. Silly. I, I think but pay to win is more. I feel pay to win is more like what you see on World of Tanks with gold ammo. Yeah, that's it's something stupid. that gives you an an explicit advantage, hmm. which I mean. You could argue that there were there are and were some ships that did that in this game. Yeah, when they were first introduced, and then 
as time progresses, they're not as near a lot. Most of them are nearly not nearly as strong as they used to, be because one people figure out how to play against them. Two, as we've seen with most of the other ships out there that have come out that were good premiums, really good, strong premiums at one point in time, but now because of the way the game has changed, they're not nearly as strong as they used to be. They're not as overpowered as they used to be. A lot of them still are, but you know, take, you know, like you mentioned before, like the Belfast. The Belfast was just unreal when it first came out. It's still unreal, but it's not nearly to the same level as it used to be. You hardly see them out there. Well, I was uh, going to use that to segue to the clan battles because the, we're uh, at, this is the post evening of the first week of this new season of clan battles. Yeah, and that's perfect because uh, I was going to ask how, uh, you know, I haven't been evol- involved yet because I've been busy doing other things, uh, real world and whatnot. So I was going to check and see what you guys uh, are seeing, uh, what what seems to be the meta and uh, what tier is it? Is it 8, 10? I, I don't it's even two, know. Nine. Okay, yeah. 2, 9. So no no carriers, So which is uh, meant that it's become, uh, once again, year the DD. And uh, we've seen an increasing number of uh, DDs being used. Like the Benham, uh, right? Like the Benham. Like the Benham, yeah. <laughs> or the Black. Um, we, black, yeah. Black is yeah. kind of the DD haven't, to use. Yeah, haven't seen anyone use a Black against us yet, but we have... Oh, it's a pretty uh, rare ship. There's, I don't think there's yeah. a whole lot of people that have it. Uh, we we had, had one guy uh, play with it the other night. Yeah, as I said, we had a couple games that we went up against it Friday night, or Saturday Saturday night, sorry. But yeah, the uh, the DD play has uh, gone through the roof. Um, and right now, uh, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Kitakazes come out. And that seems to be the the ship to keep alive uh, till the end. Um, because it is capable of taking out other DDs. And then afterwards, it can uh, play uh, Invisible Torpedo Boat. Well, yeah, I mean, I know we were in uh, clan battles uh, practice the other night, and we had some special guests come by that were helping us out with some shot calling, whatever. And I believe it was Nifty was one of the ones. Anyway, he said something that really rang true that kind of stuck with me on DD play, which is the longer a destroyer stays alive in game, the more dangerous that it gets. And so are you guys finding that to hold up to be true? Because I believe it. Definitely. Um, 100%. That's always been true. Uh, yeah, even what even he said game. was that the the little uh, the little uh, trope anecdote, yeah, if you will, of the the longer a DD is allowed to stay alive, the more dangerous it gets. I, that was me that came up with that. But um, he said that a destroyer's job is not to do damage, is not to spot, but your job in a destroyer is to stay alive. And if you do so, those other things will come. Because a destroyer, as I said, is most dangerous at the end of a game when you don't know where he is. Well, and that's definitely true even in random battles. I mean, yeah, I, I've I found exactly. since I've started playing a lot more DDs lately that I don't go direct for a cap. I tend to stay out and about. I get some spotting, help the team, you know, start knocking away some of the people that I need eliminated so I can make my move and get a cap. And I start spraying out torps here, torps there. I move, maneuver around. I stay outside of range. I pay attention to where the radar ships are. 
and I've been doing a heck of a lot better. And you know what? I'm lasting all the way to the end of the game. We may not always win, but I'm lasting a heck of a lot longer, and I'm finding a lot more wins this way. Um, another ship that we have seen an excessive amount of is uh, Georgia. Um, that yeah. ship is has become a uh, such a viable ship in climb yeah. battles. This well, season we always kind of knew it was going to be the battleship to have. Um, I kind of underestimated. Oh, excuse me. I kind of underestimated, and this will lead well into the weekly grind, actually. Of how strong Musashi is. Well, the Musashi's always been stupid powerful at tier nine, and uh, it, it really uh, does uh, exceptionally well here since uh, you're only playing at tier nine level, so you don't have something bigger and scarier to come around and yeah. really punish it. The best thing it. to say about Musashi is it's a tier 10 cost playing as a tier nine. Are you guys seeing a change in play style? I wasn't there tonight. I um, had a, a work commitment, but uh, are you guys seeing a change in play style uh, with the battleships with the Deadeye rework? Like, are the teams reacting to the maps in a different manner, or no. are people Deadeye may as well not exist? Yeah, okay. It's same old, same old clan battles. Um, I honestly, I feel like. Uh, um, as prob as we progress, we'll probably see uh, more uh, terrifying uh, clans utilize some of the reworks to their advantage. But right now, yeah. it's everyone's been kind of treating it as from a what I understand, team. a lot of the really high level clans are running six destroyers in one battleship. Yeah. yeah, I either heard or read or somebody mentioned that the other day about uh, zero seven was running yeah. all destroyers and two battleships. Yeah. Well, speaking of of Deadeye, I remember, I don't know whether this is a rumor or whether this is actually happening or maybe Cyber can put some light into this, but I read it was, I think it was a Reddit post, so it's credibility, for, take it for what it is, that Deadeye is going to be reworked. It, that was coming from a Russian uh, Twitch stream uh, that uh, Wargaming was hosting. Yeah, okay. I think it, I think it okay. did make it onto a Reddit post, I believe. Yeah. But it's it's it, it's a rumor. Uh, they're looking into uh, changing it up. Uh, it won't be any time super soon, but it is. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure in about a week, I will know all this stuff and won't be able to tell you. <laughs> so, uh, as far as uh, clan battles go, um, it has been. Uh, much more fun to play clan battles than it has been uh, ranked this uh, this season. Oh, you you had to open up the ranked can of worms, didn't you? That's I mean, like, <laughs> it was it was right there, just asking to be opened, and I figured now it's a good time as any. I'm having I, a good time in ranked. I'm I'm living it up. I mean, it's been a little frustrating with the garbage destroyer players out there, but I'm, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm just got qualified for silver yesterday, and it'll be fun. My my biggest complaint about it would be the fact that uh, I am forced into a match with eights and nines, and the ship that I was counting on to uh, uh, take me out of bronze this time is now uh, now kind of power crept in the terms of I'm going against nines, which are going to in some cases be far superior. 
So, uh, yeah, my, my poor Massachusetts just cannot hang with, uh, like, the almost every Tier 9 that I end up seeing get ranked. Don't you have the Alaska? Why not just use that? I do, except uh, when you're trying to, when you have a rather, I mean, it's 19 kilometer for your range, but you're really only good against other cruisers and everybody's hanging back. Nobody's wanting to, everyone's wanting to leave the same, same stuff as before, leave one cap totally open or all the battleships rush into one cap and stay there the whole game. Um, I get focused down and obliterated. Um, I think I'm close to averaging 2 million potential damage in my Alaska in every ranked match. And I don't think I've survived very many um, intact, let alone won games because either I am getting some of the worst luck and getting stuck on potato teams or, you know, it's just bad play on my part. So that wasn't my experience in bronze. I played a dest- I played destroyers for most of my work through bronze league. I played the Fletcher and I had uh, some pretty darn good. I had a pretty good time. You know, my job, as I said, was to stay alive. I was usually the last person alive on the team. I was able to displace, you know, dislodge those guys from those positions. Um, but cruisers are definitely getting the short end of the stick. It's very much, it's very destroyer heavy. We're, we're definitely, uh, destroyers are king right now. Yep. You're the DD. Uh, Manda, what was your issue with ranked this season? <laughs> Where do I begin? I started out, um, I played a few battles and my sanity could not take it. The sheer quality or or non-quality or any quality of potato hardiness that was floating around. It was a floating bowl of potato chowder and I just, I said I'm not doing rank this season. So Please stop, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live uh, vicariously through you guys and your rank stories. My sanity cannot handle another rank season this time around, which is sad because I am usually a really big proponent of ranked play. I really enjoyed it. To, to be ranked is like uh, clan battles, except it's just kind of like a bunch of mercenaries thrown together. Um, it is a fun part of the game but my sanity couldn't take it this time around. So I bowed out after the first few games of potato soupiness and, and uh, I'll be back next, next season though, or whenever the next uh, season comes around. Well, I, uh, I, I do still see it as, you know, randos just with more mercs. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mando, I urge you to give it another chance this week or, or once the second sprint starts and everybody who's going to get to silver gets there so it'll be a little more even playing field so what you're saying is i should wait and then stick myself with all the bronze players is is what you're saying yeah they'll be a little bit more potatoey but no i'm I'm saying if you were having a tough time like if you were getting frustrated because i was having the same experience as everybody i was losing games i was getting frustrated that's why i switched to playing a destroyer but the the skill inequality will be much less, and you won't have the super unicorns to deal with as much. I don't mind the super unicorns. Uh, I I learn a lot when I go against these guys that are working their way up the tier. Well, what I'm what I'm trying to say with this is the super unicorns, the really good players, make the bad players look that much worse in context. Yeah. yeah no, I, I I get what you're saying. Um, 
it, it's the the issue that I had was with this new Captain reskills. This is everybody is trying to figure this out. Everybody's trying to find their place, and then you get. See, this is my luck. When I pop into a rank battle, I get a destroyer that literally, because I have screenshot it, wants to go sit in A1 and hide behind an island the whole time. I mean, this, these are the teams that I get landed on, and it, it just, my sanity, I, you know, every rank battle I lost 12 sanity points, you know? <laughs> the reason why I started playing DDs in bronze, once I got, like I said, once I got to the qualifier, I played Ohio and did really, really well. But I started playing destroyers because I was like, okay, well, this I'm encountering garbage destroyer players, and that's what's losing me all these games. So, well, I guess I gotta become one of the destroyer players and make my own wins. Okay, all right. So, uh, the next se- when does the next season start? When when is it? Uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, something like that, or like the next sprint. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in a couple of, it's either after tonight or in a couple of days. Okay, so let's take a poll tonight because you guys know that I have pretty much almost every chip in the game other than KJ, who has more than me. So that's my caveat. Um, you guys pick a ship line for me to play, and then I will jump into rank sprint next time. So what is the consensus? What do you guys want me to play? Well, I had really good luck with the Fletcher, but I know Fletcher's not the perfect destroyer to be using. Um, let's see. That doesn't, doesn't matter. Just throw your recommendation out there, and we'll come up with a consensus, and then I will play it, and then uh, the, the next show that we record, I will report my success or my non-success with whatever you guys pick. And if you listeners out there are listening in, get into our live show chat room. Um, the guys that are in uh, listening to the studio right now, let me know. Get, get, here, give me your input and then we'll I'll pick a ship well, or ship line and I'll, I'll play it. Well, there's uh, if, you, if you're taking Yugamo into ranked, you're basically uh, throwing the game. Uh, Kitakazi is probably one of the strongest choices. You could probably get away with Oster Jotland, Friesland. Eh, I wouldn't recommend it because it doesn't have torpedoes. Mogador is really strong. Uh, Jutland, you see them occasionally. What about the 44? Uh, Z40, well, I would rather... Z44, Z46 would be okay. Like I said, I had really good success with the Fletcher, but that's just me. Um, if I had access to any ship, I would probably, well, if I had access to any ship, I'd be taking the black, but the, we're talking tech tree ships here. Any tech tree ship, I'd probably take Kitakazi. I do not have the black. I'm still waiting for it to hit the yeah, uh, free too. XP like they've been promising. But so Snowdog is typing in the live show chat room. Snowdog says DDs. That seems to be the consensus so far. Yeah. Yeah. DDs are kind of the, kind of the way to go. The Oster's eh. It's it's not bad, but it's not great. Like uh, it will lose a lot of the uh, uh, gunboat DDs fights. Yeah, you so need nice. to be playing hybrids because you have to be yeah. able to win gunfights with other destroyers, and you have to be able to deal with the bigger ships effectively. I happen to like the Fletcher. I had good success with uh, it. Um, I'd suggest maybe give that a try. C forty six, man, that's the way go to go for, by the sound of it. The way I built my Fletcher. It's a torpedo build, so my I use the 
well, I upgraded torpedoes, obviously the 10.5s, but they, I have them so they reload in 80 seconds. Yeah, and see, that's what I was going to say. If I want to, uh, you got to look at the at the Z series, the 46 Tech Tree and the 44 Premium. And the really only difference is you've got an extra gun or two with the 46, so you're kicking out your shells a little bit faster. Both of them will pen 32 millimeters with their HE, so they're solid gunships. Yeah. And both of them, spec'd correctly, can get down to 65-second torpedo reloads. That's 10 yeah. torpedoes in the water. And the 44 can kick it out 12 uh, kilometers. That's okay. that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty so good. I, the what only I thing learned, the Z44 doesn't have is the hydro that the 46 right. has. What I learned with playing destroyers in ranked is you're a torpedo boat first and your guns are for self-defense. And maybe that's a, a trope of playing destroyers in general, because I'm not a super experienced destroyer player, but that was definitely what I learned. Your torpedoes are your primary weapon and your guns are for self-defense. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I am going to, um, I know Paladin was typing in the chat to say do cruisers. Um, you guys are, look. sounds like the, the consensus is going towards destroyers. And so I will run um, a Fletcher and what what is a good, um, what's a good Z series that I can run? Uh, 46. Yeah, 46, 46 would be the way to be, go, yeah. You good because of the hydro? Yep. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to alternate the Fletcher and the Z46, and I will join up with rank sprint, uh, whichever one is coming up here in a couple of days, and I'm going to report back my success or my utter complete potato failure in rank <laughs> sprint. We are excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm too. expecting silver and gold to be a bit better because you're going to have the better players to deal with. And at least for me personally, I'm much more comfortable in tier 10 than I am in tier 9. I, just, I have more tier 10s. All my good captains are on my tier 10s. Plus, I get Ohio, and I've got a, a little bit of a thing for Ohio. Not the state, the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. So I will load that up. I will let you guys know. So any predictions as to how far it ranked? And I will give it an honest, like, my best. I'm not going to hold back. I will give it my best effort to try any predictions on how far in the rank sprint that you guys um, think I mean honestly if you if you, you just got to stick with it enough I think I uh, think if you give it a good solid effort and and give it like the week of trying for that sprint because it goes for 2 weeks but you're planning on doing one um I think that uh you'll you'll top out Well okay. and I would I would like to see the predictions on which of the two ships he prefers that's what I would like to hear my my only my biggest advice for ranked is with playing a destroyer is just don't expect anything from your teammates. Right. Treat them all oh, I like know that. stupid. Yeah, I, I could have told you that. They are. <laughs> Work with them, but don't count on them to do anything. Right. Okay. Besides so to death. so that's my homework assignment for rank sprint. Uh, I appreciate you, Snowdog Paladin, for chiming in. And listeners out there, shoot us an email, full broadside at Gmail, and uh, let us let us know what you think. Pick a ship for me, and I will run it through Sprint and let you guys know how far I get. And I will be doing the same thing, but in Silver League with Tier Ten. I plan on playing. <laughs> I plan on playing Ohio, Stalingrad, and Thunderer mostly, since my only Tier Ten destroyer is the Gearing. <laughs> 
then I don't really fancy playing that. Oh, I like it. All right, well, that's a good point to uh, take a quick pause and uh, start the second half of the show in a minute or two. So uh, we'll be right back, everybody. Hang tight. More to come. (laughs) All right, we are back. We had some fun little conversations off air. but you have to be in the chat room to be part of that. So anyway, we uh, we hinted at the weekly grind, and let's well, jump in. Before we it. get into that. All right, I, hold on. We we pardon this interruption. Mr. Sock, <laughs> what do you have for us? Go I, ahead. I have a little bit of, uh, little bit of news from, from my end of the universe. Okay. Um, something a little cryptic. Um, I'm going to have an NDA to sign in about a week. Uh-oh. Oh, that's awesome. Congrats. Well, uh, clearly you can't talk about it. Well, I can. I'm uh, I'm going to be a super tester. Oh, how under under weird. I mean, great, great, super <laughs> awesome. Hooray! <It's>, uh, <laughs> I, like, I like the weird part first. Is, well, you know, whatever. Just eh. if the sheer fact that you're a super tester means that you can't even talk about being a super tester. It's, it's pretty exciting, but I I, I don't know how all encompassing things are going to be. Like I'm. I have a feeling that a lot of the time when people get really uppity about that kind of stuff, they're kind of exaggerating a little bit. But from what I've read, they are very strict about stuff. Yes, like they you, are. You, you know, you're allowed to tell people that you are a super tester, but that's about it. So just the sheer fact that you're telling us you're breaking your NDA... Well, I haven't signed anything signing. yet. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> there we go. In fact, actually, I can say posted a thing. One moment, please. So once you sign your NDA, are you going to like not talk to people and not talk to us anymore? Because every super tester I have ever tried to engage in just casual conversation in the game, uh, with the exception of one uh, that I played with me in the veterans battle, have, have all just been total poo-poo at conversational skills well it's gonna be like i i i promise i'm not going to be a dick about any of it like i'll if somebody asks me about a ship i'm just gonna be like i'm sorry but i'm not allowed to i'm not allowed to say anything about it other than yes it's a thing yeah the ship <laughs> there you go used to be a, the the running joke was is that super testers all they can say is it floats it burns it sinks yeah yeah and that was it. That's all you could say. <laughs> I mean, arguably, that's every boat. It either floats or it sinks. Some of them do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool experience getting in there. So we we filled out an I uh, on the forums or on the launcher or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. They um, it was like an application in a Google form you had to fill out, and then I honestly I forgot about it for a while and two, three weeks later, gosh, almost a month later, I got a message on the forums inviting me to a discord and it was the, to the super test discord, which I, I can only see one channel cause I haven't signed the NDA yet. So they can't, so they can't actually show me any of the stuff yet, but it's, I'm with the, with all the other recruits. And then I had an interview in discord with all the coordinators, uh, which was a little scary cause there were some names in there. Uh, <laughs> 
And, um, and then, you know, we had to wait another week for everybody to get their interviews done. And I was thinking while we were doing this, okay, they invited like 50 people to do this. They're probably only gonna, and I feel kind of figuring, okay, they're probably only going to accept maybe three, four five of us into the actual program. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. Then earlier today, somebody in the discord ha- pipes up and asks, so how many people are you thinking of accepting into this? And the, one of the coordinators said, uh, well, uh, we're looking at it to 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 accept fifty nine people, and oh. whoa, okay. Um, well, that increases my chances. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they have a hard cap on how many testers they're allowed to have, and they wanted to reach it because they had a bunch of people retire. Ah. So they just accept. Figured they'd do it all at once, get a whole bunch of people in. Well, there you go. Congratulations. Hopefully it works out and hopefully none of us are are harassing you too much for info. Yeah, I don't think I'm I'm going to ask them at the orientation if this is going to be a conflict of interest. I don't anticipate that it will be, but it's would be worth doing my due diligence. You mean Shouldn't the show? Either. There's a lot of um, super testers out there that are in clans on shows, et cetera, et cetera. Just as long as we are not probing you for information and we are respecting that boundary of, yeah. hey, you really can't talk about it. And, we and, get and it. Once, once I know what I am and, and not allowed to talk about, I will all sit down with everybody and we'll go over exactly what that means. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't foresee that being a problem. I mean, we we, you know, we don't talk about any rumor craft stuff no. anyway. Nope, not usually. And we only, and we only ever talk about things that actually have been put out by wargaming. The dev right? Stuff. Yeah, we we bring up dev <laughs> notes and some of that stuff, but I mean, we just talk about what our thoughts are on the stuff. And I mean, if you got to be silent on something that you have direct knowledge of, then you can be silent that that segment. It's not a big deal. It's going to be hard, man, because I'm a talker. Well, well, <laughs> it is what it is. We'll have to get through yeah. it. You guys, but know anyway, I've, I've talked to Mouse for years, and and I know just a lot of things that she can and say. Things and right. I don't hound her about things. I just bring things up to her, and she gives me her opinion on this or that, or she just say, "Well, just you know, just keep an eye watch out, the watch out, or yes, <laughs> right, kind of stuff. Yeah, she'll just leave it at that." No, well, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Well, anyway, weekly grind, since we were derailed there for the cool news. Um, once again, congrats, Sock. Uh, weekly grind, though, this week we went, uh, decided to go the Japanese Navy, the battleships. Surprising that we have not talked about those ships as the Yamato is being one of the one of the most popular, at least in, in my eyes, in the yeah. game. And, and uh, the oldest. Yeah. I mean, the oldest battleship line. It was the first one. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So, what do we've got to talk about there? I haven't really progressed up the line. I don't do a lot of Japanese ships. So, what are your thoughts, guys? Well, let's start by talking about Musashi in ranked, or okay. Musashi in ranked and Musashi in uh, clan battles. Um, like we were saying before, is basically a tier ten cosplaying as a tier nine, and in clan battles this season with not having carriers involved it's just with since Musashi has an OAA basically that's just not a factor is one of the best picks for a battleship it's just so good but you um, have support yes you have to have support I was like you guys probably saw those of you who were in it earlier when we were doing clan battles I was saying like okay 
guys, I need one of you cruisers to come up and screen for me because if I spot a destroyer, I can't fight back. My turrets simply don't turn fast enough. I can say that uh, uh, that is kind of a detriment to that line is their, their turret speed is generally not great. That's got all. Uh, that and their cheeks are uh, incredibly weak. Like you can... Yeah, you, you got to be really draw. smart to angle well with the specifically with Yamato and Musashi with that class, just because of the way that they're. If you look at their citadels, it's citadels kind of trapezoidal shaped. You know, it's you know, ten sided or whatever. Looks um, so far forward. Yeah, and it's big and it's high and very wide. It, it eats citadels a lot, especially at close range. So it's very, it is quite soft in that regard, but in other ways, it's very, very tanky and very strong. So it's, it's a very interesting, Yamato in particular is very interesting because of its size and with that armor layout. So you can do a lot of damage and you can receive a lot of damage at long range. The, the armor is actually quite resilient at range, but once you get in close, you can be absolutely devastated by cruisers. I was going to talk about uh, it, mostly people going up that line. Um, it's kind of kind of meh until you really hit the uh, Congo at tier five, and then the, uh, the Fuso at tier six. Like those. Yeah. Are... Well, let's take a moment to talk about Congo for a second because that is one of my favorite battleships in the whole game. Congo it's is a, a great ship, and I don't even like the IJN BB line, but the Congo and the Fuso definitely. Um, I still keep those in my port. I, I don't. I haven't sold them. Yeah, if if you get no other ship, if you if you don't keep any of the ships on that line, keep the Congo. Yeah, and the we're Congo does hit hard. Sisters too, you know, ARP the ARP ones. They're all good. I HEA is the one that I use mostly, since I can put my Yamato captain on it. My Yamamoto. Well, what's what's strong about those ships? I mean, they 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 have big guns. I mean, they they they're slower than dirt. <laughs> you mean Congo in particular? Well, just the you know Congo and the entire line. I know Congo has some of the biggest guns for its tier, and that's yeah. why it hits hits so hard. Congo's a standout in the line because it's a battle cruiser, so it's really fast for a tier five. It, it does thirty knots, which that's really fast for a tier five. Um, I say I always say Congo is the lowest tier tier eight in the game because it plays like a tier eight battleship. It's got the its range is twenty one kilometers, and you get a spotter plane. And the guns are actually quite accurate because you only get eight of them, and they're fourteen inches, so you can overmatch. You have overmatch on even tier stuff, right? Am I talking yeah, out my go. ass there? Uh, yes, you do. You have overmatch on even tier battleships. Yeah, and you have a little bit of an icebreaker on, on Congo. So it's just an all-around really good ship. It's, it's a really good battleship to learn how to, how to fast battleship. Anyone else I, have thoughts on those lines? Nightmare? I was going to say, I, uh, I really like the, uh, um, the Fuso. The Fuso is... Um, my go-to uh, ship for Tier 6, mostly because it's one of the very few that I have besides the uh, Pensacola, uh, but it's in a totally different class. Uh, even among other battleships, the Fuso is. It has 
what six turrets with two guns six each? turrets with two guns yeah so you got 12 there was guns. a time uh, back in the closed beta days there was a time when if you didn't have a fuso you weren't somebody it it you was had to have a fuso it was just the best battleship in the game yeah. it's the game's kind of moved on since then and i don't think fuso is it great anymore it's fine it but it's definitely, not great definitely uh become equalized in that uh you have ships that can easily penetrate it um it's still fortunate enough that it and most of its citadel is underwater but uh its side armor is just enough that it it and you get you still get penned really hard it's so a you sniper may not be, through and through it's a sniper yeah. it basically has no armor at close range it's it's decent uh it's he is actually fairly decent at starting fires as well um so it's still a a decent pick but however unlike it's uh unlike unlike its counterpart at tier five you don't get overmatch on tier on same tier battleships. exactly so in order to get anywhere with that ship to feel powerful in it you literally need all your guns to hit um, and that's that's its biggest uh, flaw is if if your guns just aren't hitting, then yeah, you're not you're not getting the damage that uh, drew poss- that that makes you feel like you're playing the battleship. Congo and Fuso will always have a special place for me just because of uh, they were some of the first battleships I ever played in this game back in the closed beta. You know, I I still keep a Kawashi in my port, the, the tier three, just because it was the first battleship I ever played. Okay, what about stinkers of the line? Any specific standout lemons? Miyogi. 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 Don't play Miyogi. Azumo. Great please. Nah. Azumo, not anymore. <laughs> I knew you were, were going to say something. No, the Azumo, I, I got so fed up with that thing that I free XP'd through the last half of it. Azumo is generally, these days, is considered to be one of the strongest tier 9 battleships. You it's, say that? But um, it was still frustrating me so bad that I still had a free XP. For oh, don't it. get me wrong. I didn't even play it because uh, I had PTSD from it from when I played it back in the closed beta when it was first introduced when it truly was garbage. But it's been buffed really significantly. And at long range, Izumo's guns actually have more penetration than Yamato. I struggled yeah. through... The Nagato and the Amagi. Amagi, yeah. not so much. Nagato, just, I don't know, for whatever reason, which is, and for the listeners, uh, that's the tier seven and the tier eight. It, it just didn't, they didn't click with me. Now, see, and for it, me, I had a great time in Nagato. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I didn't think it was fantastic, but I thought it was fine. I I was disappointed that it had less guns. Um, than They're the, bigger, the though. You know, you, you go yeah. back to having overmatch on same tier battleships. Which is which is really excellent, uh, but I. Except I, uh, you're never fight facing tier eight. You're facing always getting yeah. up, dude. Yep, and that's why I, it was a struggle for me, uh, because I would sure I can overmatch you know my own tier, but uh, you tier upclass me, and I may as well just sit in the back in HE spam, because that's that's all I I. The damage I'm going to do is going to be by, you know, fire or hope that somebody is playing worse than I am. Which, uh, if if your whole game plan is wait for the other guy to make a mistake, you're probably going to have a bad time. 
Well, and that's a good rule of thumb anyway, when you're playing in a battleship or any ship for that matter, when you're up tiered and you're in an eight against tens, you're probably, unless you've got one of the biggest gun that your tier, you're not going to overmatch those things. Citadels are going to come very hard. So switch to HE and just burn them down. The Japanese have some of the best fire chant ships on the water. So, I mean, that's what I would do. I guess I just felt so let down after coming up, uh, you know, you power your way through the Miyogi, you get to the Congo, the Fuso is just a, an improvement over the Congo, um, and then I hit the, the Nagato, and it was just kind of like, oh my goodness, what pile of poo-poo did I just step in? <laughs> and then, like you take you know, backwards. Yeah, you do, a- after playing the Congo and the Fuso, and then, um, you know, the Imagi, Izumo, but... Uh, Bottom line, it's worth it to get the Yamato um, if you're going to grind the line. Stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> if you have, well, thing is that, save up some free XP to, to give you a little boost on the way, but it's worth it to get up to the, the Yamato. The thing with ships like you know Nagato and Amagi is with Nagato, it was really good when the only battleship it had to fight was other Nagatos. And as you have to remember, that's the time it came. it comes from is when there was only two nations in the game. Right. Japan and U.S. were the only nations in the game at the time. And between those two nations, there were one, two, three... Um, there were a total of six lines in the in the whole game. Yeah. Some of them didn't a, even have Tier 9s. It was a totally different... And then this Tier 9 was the Creme de la Creme. Well, and that that brings me to, you know, since we're kind of getting to the end of that, I I wanted to, you know, as you mentioned that there was only two way back, I wanted to talk about a dev note that uh, that I spotted on the forums today. And they're talking about in the near future uh, conducting closed tests for new battle type inspired by real world naval battles. And they're calling it the Axis versus Allies battle. And the concept there is the Axis will consist of Italian, German, and Japanese ships. The Allies will be American, British, French, Soviet, European, pretty much all the other ones. And the thought is, you know, 12v12 format tier 8s. But they're only allowing ships that were built in reality as well as their in-game counterparts, such as the Black, ARP ships, the Azerlane ships like that. Um... What are you guys thinking about that? I think to me that that's really kind of a neat concept. I think and- it could be tough because there's a lot of ships that are just objectively better than others between those two. They tried this in World of Tanks several years ago with historical battles and it didn't last long. Nobody played it because it frankly it sucked. Well, well t- this game has had a, uh, However, a history of doing things right over yes, World of Tanks. I do think it stands a much better chance of working in this game than it did in World of Tanks. Because in World of Tanks, when they did Allies versus Axis kind of thing, you know, you were having... Uh, it would be like, you'd be kidding, Tier 5 Shermans against Tier 8 and 9 Tigers... Well, this is strictly tier eight. So. Though, historically accurate, though. Yeah, it was, but that's just how it was. Just um, avoiding that whole debate on, well, the the tiger could split a Sherman stem to stern, and the well, the Sherman was the best tank ever built. Us ignoring right. that I, whole argument because there were reasons for everything. I uh, I will say that 
I truly enjoy the alternate battle types that they've come out with so far. Um, the key battles were a lot of fun. Uh, the uh, the asymmetric battles were awesome. So I am excited for this. Anything that will give uh, more life and more things to do with uh, different kinds of restrictions um, will definitely change uh, what I play. And uh, so I'm not forced to try and take ships that I'm just not comfortable with in randoms into uh, randoms. I, I think this will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I am really looking forward to it. Any new game mode, and I even posted up on the forums, uh, Hapafodder had a, a, a message up. Anyway, uh, any new game mode I am all about and looking forward to testing. I think I was a, I was a big fan of uh, asymmetrical battles, and I think this will work. The problem that they have is right now they, they have it limited to Tier 8, and I think this will work if you open it up to, like, you know, Tier 6s, 7s, 8s, get some more historical ships in there, and like the asymmetrical, if you limited, you know, the Bismarcks and the Turpitzes and, and on one side, and then allowed more uh, cruisers, destroyers, etc., etc., kind of like if they mixed the Axis and Allies with the asymmetrical, I think they'll have a good combination. Um, bottom line is, I'm really looking forward to it. I like anything historical. Well, and the other thing that pops into my in, in, into my view here is at the bottom they make a statement that in the in the queue it will hit three minutes, and once we hit a maximum of three minutes, I mean it won't go past that. So the first player in the queue that hits a three minutes, they're going to drop, and teams may be filled with bots. However, this is the one interesting thing that I saw. Uh, I saw the uh, the bots are going to have improved AI, mastered commander skills, and all-mounted camouflage and signals. So, I mean, that right there indicates to me that not only in this, they're, they're at least testing bots that are better. Um, so that's interesting. It's pretty sad that some of these bots are better than some of the players I end up in ranked with. Oh, right. my God. Did I, I just say that? Yep, I just went there. It's sad part well, is it's not wrong. I mean, I still sometimes prefer playing against bots than some, or having bots on my team rather than some people in randoms. Because at least, uh, uh, you know, the bots on the team are, you know, going forward and doing something instead of sitting back and hoping that we magically win a game. And that now, goes for ranked and randoms, and I can't stand it. What would be nice if war games, if you're listening and you add the feature that if you end up in a in an Axis versus Allies battle with bots, I know in World of Warplanes there's a lot of bots, but you can actually send a voice command out to have a bot warplane say, "Hey, cover me, I'm going in for a you know whatever." So right. if they could use that and transfer that to this system, and is that way you could target say a cruiser bot if you're in a destroyer and say cover me you know or whatever the equivalent would be and then that bot would kind of attach itself to you and lend you support as you're going in to take a that would be a really cool feature and i know they can do it because they do it world of warplanes and it, it would be great if they did it here with these bots i i i am very excited for the uh for their upcoming uh, attempting to do new things absolutely um, absolutely like the, there was, I know it's not on this dev note, but there was something somewhere about uh, the bringing key battles back and uh, introducing three more ships. Um, and one of them can submerge for a short time. Like, how cool is that? They're actually trying to put submarines back into the game, well, into the game for the first time, but easing it in there in an interesting way. 
And that honestly is extremely exciting to me because I would like people to stop crying about CVs for once. To, to have them yep. cry about subs, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, to have a whole new ship type that plays very weird, they get a chance to experiment with these weird uh, ship types, uh, weird designs, and make uh, something unique and fun. Well, it, it's it's exciting to me because this is something that I said a long time ago that you know that it would kind of co- uh, be a cool concept to do an Axis Allies type of a battle where you've got you know where where it's it's the group of these guys and the groups of these guys and they're warring at each other more historically accurate. Um, the only thing is, I'm going to give it a try. I, I don't know how much I'm going to put into it, but what are going to be the rewards involved in it? Is it going to be worthwhile? Is it just something to try out to, to change the flavor a little bit? You know, that, that, that's kind of what, I mean, that's why I don't really bother with ranked. You know, I look at uh, how the rank season looks and I look at this, what you're going to get as you work up. And honestly, is it worth it to go through all that pain and agony? Yeah, I usually pass on it. So I don't care. And that's fine. That's just the way I am. But uh, you know, I like the I like this concept but if I'm going to wait in three-minute queues every time I click the battle button, well, then it's got to be worth it to me. Yeah. How about the uh, the Epic server? Now, I haven't been around a lot in-game the last week or so, so I know some of you guys wanted to talk about this Epic server concept. I don't know it was a partnership or something that, with Wargaming, and uh, what do you guys uh, think? What are your thoughts? Uh, let's, hear, let's hear some stuff. Well... Uh, I'm currently uh, testing it out right now, um, and it, I have access to the uh, standard uh, 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 server. Like I'm, yeah, it's not on the a different server. server. It's just World of Warships is now on the Epic Games launcher. Yeah. So it's uh, very much like how you have you it's can just have like how World of Warships Steam. is on Steam. Yeah, you can play through Steam and get any deals or whatever Steam is doing. Um, through that'll be the same thing except through the epic launcher instead um i think right now the uh because they sent all this out in emails um i think all the people that they're having tested is done because uh a couple people have attempted to uh get onto the get into it and it it's saying that the survey's uh completed for now so you can't get into it now uh but one of their big draws is also testing uh not only its access to the live server but also testing the shop functionality and to encourage uh people to spend money um they are through the epic store version of their uh, uh premium shop they're actually uh giving uh 80 off um doubloon purchases and any purchases you make here in uh on the epic server will be transferred to your main account so if uh i i think that means i can buy a p- giant pack of doubloons spend it on ships and have all those ships back in my port on my actual account name uh currently however um they're having a hard time getting that up and running uh, when I go to purchase it, it just says there's there's no offers available at the moment. So I think they're still in prog- process of uh, getting that go, but yeah. 
That's interesting, and it sounds like you've got a hungry kitty there in the background. That or a hostage <laughs> you need to feed. I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my roommate's cat. She's in heat, and uh, uh, normally she's, uh, when, when I'm in here doing my thing, she's just fine. But every so often, she just, it's, I can't do anything about it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I just thought I'd be funny to point it out. Yeah, no, I wish I... So, uh, uh, so that's feline that. for Lemmy Smash? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, she, she also, she hates me uh, to the point where, well, she hates pretty much everybody except her owner. She doesn't like anyone touching her until, uh, until she's in heat. And then she's like, no, pay attention to me. Give me all the attention. But then I go to pet her and she runs away. It's like, what are you even doing? So, yeah, it's, it's I am so sorry that uh, she interrupted uh, it's fine. We're good. My, We're good. My report. Reporting so live on scene from my house. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Cyber can beep, beep those out if need be. Oh, no. no, no those we are can staying. use her for the beeping. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I can capture the meow and, and plug it over. <laughs> Every time somebody makes a curse word or something, Nimitz. Well, he's not here. I won't do that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as far as uh, the Epic Game Store, it, it launches pretty much the same. Um, it, uh, you know, just no problem. I, uh, do not know how to get the mods to work with it. That's going to be something I, uh, fiddle around with when I'm not trying to multitask and, uh, help, uh, host a podcast. So, uh, I'll see if that works. Uh, but right now, um, it's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, experience. So it's a currently a different game. Then. It's the same game, but it's not. I mean, if I drop in the regular way and you drop through that, we're not going to end up in the same lobby, right? Uh, no, we absolutely could. In fact, if I uh, wanted to right now, I could uh, uh, submit a request to join our clan. In fact, Snow already did. Yeah. Huh, okay. So it's the same exact game. We can yeah. all still play together. It's just my way of accessing the game is slightly different. And I... Uh, I should create a new wargaming account to do so. So there is that. So now you have fresh new stats. And, uh, and I'm playing like a base vanilla game. It's crazy. But they did give me a, uh, a rental on a Dunkirk for a week. So I get to uh, bum around in a ship that I don't own and uh, a better version of a ship that I do own. Well, and rack up the credits and buy away. Yes, sir. Right. I'll let uh, let y'all know if anything crazy happens with it uh, uh, next week. <laughs> well, before we head to parting shots, is there anything else anybody wants to cover before we hit those? Uh, real quick, I've been be getting a lot of uh, questions about the Lepanto and the Italian event going on right now, the Italian battleships. Um, I got lucky, managed to grab a Lepanto, which is the Tier 9 battleship right out of one of the, you know, the free crates, um, you know, right off the get-go. So um, having, a, it's a lot of fun. It's, the dispersion is kind of wonky on it, but once you get used to it, um to answer the question, everybody, it's a great ship. It's if it's it's uh, any precursor to the rest of the Italian battleship line. Uh, really looking forward to the tier ten. Once you get used to the kind of the wonky dispersion, so the dispersion, the vertical is is spot on. 
but the horizontal, meaning your shots are spreading really wide, which is great. If a ship is full broadside to you, uh, you'll land most of your shots into the right square where you want it to. But if you're shooting at something bow on, uh, you're going to land one or two shells and everything else is going to go wide left or right. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun having a, uh, Battleship with smoke on it. So for all you thunderers sitting on the J line, I'm coming for you because I'm going to uh, I'm going to close with you with the smoke, and I'm going to get within your visual range, and I'm going to um, cancel out your dead eye, and then I got you. I just to, to cap it off, I was in a I got into a close quarters battle with a Musashi at about eight or nine kilometers. He we both popped around the island at the same time, and I was punching through his bow with that SAP. Um, with the, the 381 uh, SAP for 12 to 14K a shot going right through the bow of this thing. And he thought I was hacking, but I was a no, nope, welcome to Italian Italian uh, SAP. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, getting a lot of questions about it. It's going to be a good line. Looking forward well, to you, grinding up it. How do you have your spec out in? So I I actually switched over with the advice of uh, one of the guys, I think it was Nifty or Wyatt that was um, from one of the other clans, and it's actually got decent secondaries, and so uh, I think I have like a 19 or an 18 point captain in it. I do use a Deadeye on it, but I don't hang in the back. I use Deadeye, and Deadeye is one of those skills for me that... When I'm, you know, when when it's within its parameters that the dead eye kicks in, it's great. Um, but when I go to close with another ship, I really don't care if I'm going to lose my dead eye or not. So, um, it, it's uh, and then I add the range for the secondaries on it. Um, and here's the weird thing: um, I don't know if it's a cruiser thing or a battleship thing, but there's no heavy SAP skill on. I'm kind of, I was kind of disappointed. You can get the heavy or the extra. Uh, armor piercing damage, but no extra um, sap damage. So I was kind of disappointed on that. But but yeah, to answer your question, it was a, a hybrid spec with uh, secondaries. Because I've got a setting important, I just haven't figured out how to get it all outfitted. So yeah, I will put up after the show uh, sometime tonight uh, in the um, live show chat room, or I'll just put it in the general chat on our Discord. I will so I will screenshot my captain and put it up there and show you what I'm running. Appreciate it. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, go to parting shots. KJ, we'll start with you. Uh, well, uh, doing much better now that I got out of the deep freeze that we had down here in Texas. Um, sucks not having power the entire time, but hey, it, it is what it is. We made it through. Um, the word of advice, be careful if you step off a curb. Don't step wrong because you might bust up your ankle like I did. But other than that, I uh, hope everybody's having a good day, staying warm. Um, springtime is getting upon us. So you know what happens when it's springtime. People get crazy and start losing their minds. So guys, take care and watch out for that. Other than that, you guys have a good one. All right, Amanda, what do you got? Yeah, uh, great. I'm glad we're back. Everybody uh, off a break. Um Italian battleship line. It's everything that I thought it was going to be and more. It's going to have a, a, a great time. Um, really looking forward to this event. My three names for the uh, for the week. If I uh, you know somebody know these guys, have them give me a shout out in in game. Mando underscore B underscore Hunter for Mandalorian bounty hunter uh, or email the show full broadside at gmail.com. I'll put it up in the chat. 
those are my names. Uh, and it's not boats and hose. It's hose and boats. Hose and boats. B o t e s. <laughs> Torpedo delivery service. And I've I've played with these nuts before, but I have now played with these serious nuts. So these serious nuts. If you guys know who they are, or if you guys happen to listen to the show, listener, have them have them contact me. I will get you a weekend pass, five hundred doubloons, couple of days of premium time, and that's all I got. All right, Sahak, what do you got? Well, um, not a whole lot. I kind of said everything I wanted to say before, but I'm just, I'm uh, very excited to be a, becoming a super tester. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for me, despite not being able to share anything with you guys. Um, yeah, I guess there's a lot of interesting things happening. And, uh, oh, I, well, more news I forgot to mention before. I... Uh, it's confirmed now I'm graduating, so I'm finishing school. Yay. So that'll be really nice to be done. But other than that, yeah, I guess that's everything I got to say. You know, potatoes, stay out of ranked, please. Stay out of my way. I want to win. <laughs> yeah, potatoes, <laughs> stay out of ranked. All right, Nightmare, what do you got for us? I, uh, well, I'm... I don't have a whole lot, um, except uh, just a friendly reminder to spay and neuter your pets today. You've been watching <laughs> old prices, right, reruns? Nope, uh, <laughs> but I grew up watching them, and it's stuck in my head forever. Also, uh, uh, with uh, Happy Gilmore uh, kind of uh, uh. little things on on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it was, uh, it brought it back to mind of uh, the Price is Wrong, Bobby. So there we are. That's how my brain works. Right, but, so, yeah. Some of the some of the disgusting things you guys are putting in the chat room is just <laughs> is just disturbing. <laughs> just no, disturbing. That gave me pause. I was like, "That's that's a thing." Yeah. If you, to... if anybody's out there that listens to the show and is missing out on this <laughs> stuff, and you want to see some of the crap that these guys put in here during the show, it, it it's worth a stop by anyway. Yeah, but the bad thing is, is it's Mando putting it in there. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> All right, well, well, my parting shots, I wanted to first thanks everybody for your patience while we were off for two weeks. Uh, we're back, we're back in the flow, and hopefully continue these uh, weekly. Um, Paladin of Argyle, Snowdog, Wyatt Earp showed up, and uh, Genova was here for a little while and bailed on us. That's okay. We thank you guys for coming and interacting with us during the show. Uh, one thing of note, towards uh, as we're continuing this, and, and since we've been doing this, uh, what, 27, 28 episodes, we're closing on 30. And we've done weekly grind segments. We are running out of lines to grind through on the show with you guys. So uh, it's been talked about what we're going to kick around. We haven't really come up with anything just yet. We've got a couple of ideas what we want to replace that segment with. But in anybody out there wants to kick in some info, send it to us either in the live show chat room, uh, email us at thefullbroadside at gmail.com. Uh, you know, anything you'd like to see or any specific things you want us to talk about. But with that, I uh, will I say. Oh, oh, hold on, KJ, go what, ahead. One other question, Sock. What was the results from the birthday thing? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, actually, we need to talk about that. Everybody, sponsors, 
after the show because we got to get those prizes distributed. Thanks just for reminding me. Uh, Jas won the whole thing. Oh, congratulations, oh, Jas! Yes. So he wins um, a weekend pass. Uh, heck, let me. I don't remember what the prizes are. Give me one second to pull up my Google Doc. Sorry, didn't mean to throw you under the bus on that one. I just, I just thinking about it is like, how do we do? <laughs> um, See, so there's a there's a total of three prizes. You uh, were wearing your Fuso sneakers, stepped off the curb into a pile of Nagato poo poo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the winner, the uh, the winners of round one. That is Partridge, Jass, Nightmare, and Snowdog win a weekend pass. The winners of round two, so the semifinals, win the weekend pass and twelve hundred and fifty doubloons, and the and that is Jass and Partridge. And the grand prize is an offer of the month, and Jass wins that. So the the winner of all. Like you, you win. You can win them all. You know, you you win right. what you win. If you know what I mean, right? <laughs> you get all the above. Yeah, you. They're cumulative. Is what I'm trying to say. So we will we will get those distributed in the next few days. Hopefully, um, I don't remember who was going to sponsor what, but we can figure that out. Just shoot me whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh- Back to one last thing I had before I say goodbye to everybody for this week. Uh, there was one name that caught me caught me funny the other night when I was in game, and though it may not make the top three that Mando brings in, I thought it was funny, and it was John underscore Smallberries. For some reason, it made me giggle, and I took a second to write it down before I even set sail. So, so good job out there, John Smallberries. <laughs> That is from a movie, Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. I recognize the movie reference. <laughs> I I didn't, but I thought it was funny still, none the same. No, great, great. In fact, John Smallberries, if or John underscore Smallberries, I'm going to add you to my name list, or if somebody knows them, uh, I, I will hit you up, shoot, shoot us up, and shoot the podcast. The, uh, uh, don't shoot us up, but shoot the podcast email <laughs> and get a hold of me in game, and wow, I will hook you up sir, with right a weekend there. pass. Right? <laughs> all right, it's been great being back. We'll look for you guys all again next week. Till then, take care. Bye bye. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.